0: Gla, why are you glad come back here? Glad come back here. Gla, Gla is back. Ah, I thought Michael was on the plane. In the plane, do you get internet? Ah, the last plane I sat on. Oh, okay. 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 So he says that. Uh, so he's watching. Uh, he says that the plane hasn't taken off yet. He says that we are now taking off. So, so I shouldn't worry. It wasn't that he was using internet on the air. Uh, he, he's, he's using internet in the land. So he's uh, going from Manchester to London, from London to A. Gosh, okay. Okay, so we, we are saying traveling mercies. May the Lord take you and bring you back safely. And may you arrive with good news on all fronts, especially that front. That front. On that front. On that front yeah and if you don't come back with that tell your parents that we will answer their prayer for them in Jesus name amen thanksgiving and gratitude (laughs) amen don't you think it's a good thing that as a Christian when you are overwhelmed with emotions it's for a good thing we've cried over stupid and foolish things for so long may that season end May that season end. May that season end. When you see yourself crying over a foolish thing, over a foolish girl, over a foolish boy, remember this message. You understand? And tell self, stop that. Yeah. And now when you are crying, it's because you are in the presence of God or it's because somebody has done something so good for you that you are overwhelmed. Yeah. Some of us, when we are crying, it's because we are fighting or we are about to fight or we didn't get a chance to fight. Do you know people cry when they miss their chance to fight? It's like they insulted you but they left a few things out and it's just... mm. Thanksgiving and gratitude. Last week we looked at one or two of them and we said that Thanksgiving is born out of gratitude. Isn't it? Thanksgiving is a posture we take. You know? I also want to tell you that Thanksgiving does not come naturally. Do you understand? It's not a natural thing. Nobody is born with a sense of gratitude. Gratitude is not natural. It's not natural. It is something that you learn. It is something that you develop. And then it's something that you practice. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Those of you who have children below a certain age, and look at how you are forcing to buy presents all this Christmas. You wrap and wrap and wrap. Christmas Day, the children will open and open and open. And when they finish, they'll be like, what else? Or they'll look at it and say, I asked you for pink and you've bought me purple. Yeah, and you'll be so broken. And then you also realize that, I'm telling this to parents with children under five, the presents that are most expensive are the ones that the children really don't care about. you see that the two-pound toy from McDonald's stays with them forever. They go to bed with it. you see your 50-pound Lego lying there and they jump over it and they pass over it. Yeah, gratitude is not a natural thing. It is something that is learned and it is something that is practiced. Amen. And that is why last week I told you that you must give thanks in everything and you must give thanks all the time. You must give thanks before the thing happens, during the thing, after the thing. You must just have a posture that is always acknowledging good in everything, even in the midst of challenges and Struggles, Amen. Yes, I pray that we are all going to go into 2022 with that heart and with that mind. Yeah, I, I, I have to always, you know. Sometimes I even write it down. People that I want to text and say thank you to for very, very little and trivial things. Sometimes I make a list of this week my thank you list, and then I send messages to them, including my mother you know, and sometimes when she gets it, she's, she's so excited, and that joy alone is a blessing, do you, do you get what I'm saying, yes, and Elliot can I see you after church, you have hidden something from me for so long that the Lord has exposed it to me, you know what I'm thinking, yeah, I know you I know, I know you know, but I've told reverend and I've told Pastor Sam Pastor Sam, you know what I'm thinking you, you, you thought of him ah be very watchful. Okay, But I'm thankful and I'm grateful that there will be a manifestation of that thing in this house, in Jesus. Straight away. Okay. They say straight away. Amen. And then there, everybody else is saying, what has he got? What is it that he's going to manifest in this house? The Holy Ghost? Yes, it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Today I want us to look at a few more things about thanksgiving and gratitude and the next one is that going deeper in your faith will build a heart of thanksgiving. The Bible says in Colossians 2 before that I wanted to read some hundred to us verse 1 to 5 the Bible says that make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness. Does it mean that people can serve God and not like it? Wow. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Hey, so what about those who can't sing? Know ye that. Pastor Sam, what are we supposed to do, you and I? I think I'm better than Pastor Sam. Yes. Wednesday, he proved to me that if we have to take exam on this one, I'll pass. Know ye that even with the help of his wife, because his wife can sing. Even with the help of his wife pulling him along still. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures from to all generations. Amen. Amen. May that spirit come upon us in Jesus' name. Colossians 2, the Bible says in verse 6 to 7. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. That is Christ. Your roots must go into Christ and your lives must be built on Christ. Amen. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and also you will overflow with thankfulness. Amen. It means that the deeper you are going in Christ, the more you overflow with thankfulness. The more you become somebody who gratitude flows out of, you overflow. So it's not like, you see some of us, we say thank you, but the thank you is coming from our back or from our side. Some of you, even your thank you, we can say, what did they say I should say? They, yes. You know, have you seen a child who was given 20 pounds by auntie and then they come and show, mommy, look, auntie gave me 20. pounds." and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, then they turn back to their mother, it's like, are you happy now? Say thank you. No. It says that you will overflow with, so that sometimes you are showing gratitude without even realizing that you are showing gratitude. Do you know that people who swear a lot, sometimes they swear, they don't know that they, they are swearing. Because it overflows. Yeah. Which means that as your faith, as you go deeper in your faith, you will also overflow with gratitude. You overflow with uh, You are able to acknowledge big things, little things in everything. You wake up in the morning, you know. Yeah. May you overflow with thanksgiving. It is also a sign of spiritual growth. You see, we don't... Equate certain things with spiritual maturity. But being grateful, having a heart of gratitude. Do you understand? Giving thanks always is a sign of spiritual growth and spirituality. Ephesians 5, the Bible says in verse 18 to 20. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. I'm reading the New King James. But be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in sounds and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody person we need to do something about this whole they are equating thanksgiving with singing singing I mean this thing is it's not right anyway yeah please it's like saying that they didn't say your friend should be good just speak friend singing singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord Giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Message Bible puts the verse 20 this way. It says that, sing praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God, the Father, in the name of our Master. Any excuse. Any excuse. Any excuse. Rose brings me my cheesecake. It's an excuse for praise excuse whatsoever Friday Beula said eat anything at all didn't she say that eat anything at all till till we start this is the first time Beulah and I have been in agreement <laughs> on a health point sorry uh, okay, they say that even when she says eat anything at all... When you go and look inside, you realize that it's all healthy things. <laughs> what she says is that have more blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> you can double your grapefruits. <laughs> Quadruple your, <laughs> your <laughs> mozzarella. <laughs> so she says eat, 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 eat. A lot of carrots now. Just eat, just eat. You have two bags of kale. Eat it, eat it, eat it. See that all the items... Yeah, we did it because we didn't also talk specificity. We didn't talk about what we're eating, the type of meat or these things. So. But she said, oh, eat all. So she has opened the door. And you know, you found one of, you found inspiration of what to eat. What? <laughs> I'm not sharing what he's saying with you. So. <laughs> Pray for your pastor too. Yes, uh, yeah, he has been around Bila so long and she doesn't seem to influence him very much at all and unfortunately for him he also doesn't have a wife who will help him very much He's like, there's a blessing that when there's unity, it says that for there the Lord commands his blessing <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always have to be careful that the people you are uniting who are agreeing with you is for good things because does there's one, there's unity. Oh, there's an overflow. Yeah, and we are my husband and I, we are united. Yeah, even when we got married before children, we're united in coke with ice and lemon. We're united. We're joined together. <laughs> you know how when you go to a drug den, you can find drug paraphernalia and things around the house. You can see that this is a drug house. Yeah, it's when you came into our flat, you know that <laughs> this people drink a lot of coke. <laughs> And when we stop to, we stop together, didn't we? Yeah, we are united <laughs> in life, in death. <laughs> Sorry? they are discussing things here. Let's preach on. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> so we said, go deep in your faith. We say that become more and more spiritual because we are all gearing and pushing ourselves so that in 2022, we are going to just live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. The next thing is that find your voice of joy and gladness. Find your voice. Do you know that there's an expression when they say that they didn't have a voice? So sometimes you have a community or a demography of people who don't have a voice in government or in society or within a certain group. Do you, do you understand? And it means that as a Christian, you have to realize that there are, sometimes there are things that don't have a voice. Do you understand? In your life, there are things that have a voice. And there are things that don't have a voice. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, I read the Amplified Bible, verse 11. There shall be heard again the voice of joy and the voice of gladness. The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. The voices of those who sing. Every time we are about to talk about uh, Thanksgiving, singing comes again. Who sing as they bring sacrifices of thanksgiving into the house of the Lord. Give praise and thanks to the Lord of hosts. For the Lord is good. For his mercy and kindness and steadfast love endure forever. For I will cause the captivity of the land to be reversed. And return to be as it was at first. Says the Lord. Amen. It means that. When your, the voice of joy and gladness is amplified in your life, it is very easy to bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord. Amen. So it tells me that our next thing we have to highlight is the fact that thanksgiving is a sacrifice. Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. Remember I told you that it's not something that comes natural. It is not just something that, you know, is just there. No. No. It's saying that it is a sacrifice. The, um, Hebrews 13 verse 15. You know, when it comes to this one, I want us to ha- look at a few things because I believe that Thanksgiving is one of those challenges just as even offering or tithing is for a Christian because it's a sacrifice. Do, do you understand? Yeah, Pastor someone was saying that suddenly when you see 150 pounds, it looks like <clears throat> a major blood transfusion. Do you understand? And I always tell people that wherever you are at, your tithe will always be a challenge. Because if 100 pounds of 1,000 is a problem for you, trust me, 300 of 3,000 is a problem. Trust me, 500 of 5,000 will make you faint. And then by the time you get to have to pay a tithe of 1,000 pounds on 10,000, you can't breathe. But I see you having that. Yeah, I see you having to, your tithe having zeros and zeros on it. But it's a sacrifice. And it's the same with thanksgiving. It is a sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15, the Amplified says that through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Amen. Thankfully acknowledge and and confess and glorify his name because sometimes when you look around your circumstances giving thanks and praise is really not commodious to the situation at all I mean can you imagine you go for an interview you leave the interview maybe you are driving back home or you get home your phone rings and you say we are sorry to let you know that you didn't get the job then you say to God be the glory great things he has done Lord I thank you in all things I give you thanks I didn't get the job but I'm grateful some of you are shocked but that is what you need to do that is what you need to learn that is why it's a sacrifice because at that moment there is brokenness at that moment there is disappointment at that moment there is discouragement at that moment you are disheartened but it is in those moments that even you have to rise above the feeling of disappointment and the feeling of you know a setback and say Lord I thank you you know the beginning from the end. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You, you cause all things to work together for my good. All things are for my sake, O oh Lord, including this one. Amen. Because one of the things I've come to realize is that most of the time, the things that we think that God has, didn't allow us to have or didn't, every time, after a while, you come to realize that there was such a good reason why you didn't get it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, those of you who are married, think about all the other girls and boys that you thought you were going to marry that you didn't marry and then the one you married. You can think about it. You can stop thinking about it. That's okay. Yeah. Psalm 50, the Bible says in verse 14 in the NLT, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the most high. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and Make sure that you also keep the vows you have made to the most high. Make thankfulness your sacrifice. Yeah. There's something about thank you. There's absolutely. Today is my lovely nephew's 16th birthday. And we are going to have a Zoom party. How do you do a Zoom party? You hold your drink and then you hold your drink and then you drink. Honestly. We'll do barbecue and then we'll pass one through the distance. they Yeah, yeah, so Daryl, for your sake, we'll have barbecue on you, on your behalf. Psalm 15, verse 23, the Bible says that, but giving thanks is, in my house, you can kill a whole lamb and do a barbecue with the whole lamb, and it will finish right there and then with a congregation of about four. Hmm. Uh, You don't know. Psalm 50 verse 23, the NLT says that. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. It means that, you see, even when you, you give that sacrifice, it brings you to a place that God reveals things to you. Amen. God can trust you that I did a little thing for you and look at how grateful you are. How much more if I do something bigger for you. Yeah. Psalm 56, the Bible says in verse 12, I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For your help. I will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. Do you see God as the one helping you? Do you see the Holy Spirit as the one helping you? Or do you think your auntie, your friend, your cousin, that person, that that work is what is helping you? If you see God as your helper, you also give him the thanks. Yes, you also give him the thanks. Yeah, we give our postman a card or whatever because we feel that he has helped us. Otherwise, none of our letters would have come. Yeah, there's a concierge in a building where I park underneath and almost all the time, I do not have the garage key. But all the time, he will still open the garage for me to go there. Even though they should, you should have a key to be allowed there. He's trust me enough to know that I have a parking space there. So he will always open. So the last day that I was going to be in the building for this year, I brought him a box of chocolate. And he was so overwhelmed. And I was like, ah, what's wrong with this guy? And he was like, I've been here and look at how many floors and how many people. This is the first time I've had something. Because we don't see him as a help. Do you understand? We don't see He's also doing his job. Yeah, which we park there and go and do a job. <laughs> He does it, yeah. But if you see him as help, you can appreciate it. Do do, do you get this? Yeah. If you see your bin man as help, you will appreciate it. If you see your postman as help, you will appreciate it. Hey, Reverend, so who and who and who and who should we appreciate? Appreciate everybody in your life. I think I'll give you one more and then. One more Bible. Psalm 27. The Bible says in verse 5 and 6 in the Amplified, "For in the day of trouble he will hide me in his shelter; in the secret place of his tent will he hide me. He will set me high upon a rock, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. In his tent I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy, I will sing." Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Amen. He says that he will lift my head above my enemies. Why? Because I'm the one offering sacrifices and shouting of joy and singing his praises. Which means that ingratitude can also lead you into the camp of the enemy. Because if gratitude can bring you out, if thanksgiving can bring you out, can cause you to escape, then it means that ingratitude too can lead you into the camp of your enemies. Deuteronomy 28, the Bible says in 47 to thirty-eight, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. You see, if you are not, if you don't have that internal joy and gladness, it is difficult to appreciate what is being done for you. For the abundance of everything, therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until you are destroyed. You see, there are many things that lead us in a wrong direction or lead us into the bosom of the enemy and that is why this particular thing that we are studying and we are looking at is so vital do you know that a lot of relationships that help that ends up with unfaithfulness is because of ingratitude and lack of appreciation for the spouse they have yeah my husband doesn't do this or my wife doesn't my wife doesn't, she doesn't dress the way I want. She doesn't respect me. She doesn't, she doesn't, she's not like, she's not like, she's not like, she's not like. She's not like, she's not like, she's not like. If she's not like, then it means you're going to look for the like. Yeah. That means that any area of your life that you are so ungrateful for, ungrateful about, you are about to be led in the opposite direction. You are about to be led into your enemy's camp where you will actually be destroyed. And I'm saying this about spouses, I'm saying this, and I'm also even saying it about your faith. Because if you are so ungrateful to everything God is doing for you, you you're even ungrateful about the church you are in, the devil will lead you somewhere where you will think you will find joy and then you will see the pain it will bring to you. Every area of your lives that we try and all becomes a very contentious area see some of us maybe our children are misbehaving a little bit trust me if you are not grateful for the children you have you are not thankful appreciate and you don't show the appreciation with time you lead those children into the camp of the enemy yeah haven't you seen that children who maybe are abandoned by parents and always end up either in a gang or something unless grace finds them Because where they are embraced, where they are appreciated, you see, what we don't realize is that every bad person has something good about them. And every good person has something bad. Whether Even armed robbers, their parents love them. They have spouses who actually appreciate them and go to the prison to visit them every time. Because to those people, they are nice too. Yeah. When children who are about the age 11, 12, 14, whatever... When these drug dealers and things get hold of them to start selling drugs for them, they appreciate them. They acknowledge them. If they sell a lot, they give them extra tip. Ah, They'll take them, go and buy them nice trainers, nice this. Yeah. And when they come home and they say, Mommy, then you just start shouting. Daddy, you start shouting. What you're doing is that you're leading your children into the camp of the enemy. And the thing is, unfortunately, first we say, oh, when your child is a certain age, now there's no age limit. As young as, as old as. Yeah. And so for all the CICC parents, I'm telling you and teaching you, learn how to tell your children I love you. Learn how to hug your children. Okay, some of us, including me, me, my father and mother, they didn't know those expressions. It took my mother a long while. In fact, I was a fully grown woman. And then my sister and my brother, we decided that we would teach her how to do it. Now she's become quite fluent at it. But even that, you can see she struggles a bit sometimes. So even if you, you're a parent that you didn't see it, so begin to practice it from today. Practice it. Just have the random, I love you, the random, come and give me a hug. Come and, please, if you won't give your children a kiss, there are people waiting to kiss them properly. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Listen, when your child realizes that you appreciate even the little things, you came home, they had laid their bed. You came home, they had hoovered. You came home. You see, me, when my daughter cooks, I get so excited. I I may not even have tasted the food. But the fact that you say that, Mommy, I prepared something for you. You don't have to. You are just coming from church. It just excites me, overwhelms me. And out of the excitement, the food tastes so nice. I don't care what it is. Just the fact that it is can also go and say, why? Because you know my daughter, she likes to cook quite a lot of healthy foods. I don't know how she got this Beulah anointing from, I don't know where she got it. You know? So when I'm expecting a little bit more of it may not be there. But but she cooks and she even makes effort to do things that she knows that her dad and I like. Okay, it's your anniversary. I'm not going to give you kale and this thing. I'll do lamb and things so that you can see fiscal meat. You have to Yeah, because this vegan, vegan, they'll say vegan beef. When I taste it, I see that it's vegan. There's nothing meaty inside the thing. But you have to, you see, because the more you show appreciation in any area, the more of it you will see, the more of it you'll be exposed to. And let me tell you, the fragile, the the fragileness of this fragility of this will. Pastor Sam, you are not in a position to talk on this matter. (laughs) Of this thing is so important. Many people have lost their children because of a lack of appreciation for their children. When others were getting 90, then you come home with 60. (laughs) And look, you have a smile on your face. Wipe that smile off your face. you will never get the best out of those who are close to you if you don't appreciate them. Yeah. You'll never get the best out of your husband if you don't appreciate them. You know, uh, a pastor was one day, and he said that he, they went shopping or something. When they came, he told their wife to just go inside, and then he went to the booth, and he carried all the shopping, and came. And when he came, the wife was like, oh, my super husband, my dad. He said he felt like going to carry the car and bringing it inside <laughs> to the house. Extra strength came. <laughs> you will be surprised at the effect our acknowledgement, our gratitude can draw out. Yeah. You shouldn't be somebody who only sees the negative, who only sees the bad. If you are going to have a meeting, we know that the meeting is because of something bad. You are never going to have a meeting and say, I, I just wanted to, for us to have a sit down. Today, all I have to tell you is that thank you so much. For looking after the children, for being such an amazing mother to our children, for stepping in the garbage. No. If, as soon as you can say that, why are you spending so much money on the. Why? You? <laughs> Haven't you seen that it's so natural to have meetings to solve issues, to solve problems? Yeah. Some of us, if we send a text to our friend, call me ASAP, it's immediate. immediately the person knows, like, hey, what again? It will never even cross their mind that something good has happened. And now, uh, emojis helps. You can show the face of the conversation we are going to have. <laughs> you, the, the, you see the emoji, you know what the, message, the text message was about. Yeah. Yeah. How many of us have been led astray? Some of us, we prayed about something, we didn't get it. It's like I'm taking time out of church. I'm telling I just need space you block Pastor Sam's number, you block Reverend Gloria's number, you block your shepherd's number, you just block, you say DCIC, you just put a, you do a Google, uh, you get a Joel or, I saw him, yeah. You get them to write a, 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 a what do you call it? A, what do you call it? Write a, that can, say it. You, yeah, you write, get some codes that, will identify all CICC members, their phone number, and then it blocks it on your phone for you, you know, because I just need space. And in that space, the devil will also bring people who come and tell you what you want to hear. And before they'll say, listen, you can't just be drowning your sorrows in the house like that. Let's just go out for the night. Let's just go and have a drink. Listen, just go and dance and get this thing off you, or this thing. Let's just go and drink. You know, You don't even have to just take a glass of wine and just relax. You know, it's okay. I told you, I told you long ago that this church thing, this God God thing, God, if you will solve all our problems, would there be any problem on the earth? I told you. Then you go and drink, and then when you are drinking, say, so Oh, come and dance one. Ah, come and dance two. Oh, ah, these are my two friends. These are my two friends. Yeah, yeah. This is Miss J and Miss K. Amazing women. Just dance with them. Ah, relax, relax. The next time we come and find you. You will not even be ashamed. You will be holding your glass on the right and your smoke on the left. Hi, Reverend. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Oh, greetings, greetings to the church people. Yeah. You will find yourself sitting in the enemy's camp. You find yourself sitting in the enemy's camp. Yeah, yeah. My wife, she won't even offer me tea. When I get to the office, tea and coffee, tea and coffee, tea and coffee. Tea and coffee has destroyed many marriages. Tea and coffee has destroyed many, many, many marriages. I tell you, tea and coffee, tea and coffee. And then when they add a croissant or something to it, that's why it finishes the matter completely. Because you don't appreciate that your wife is looking after four children or five children, having to buy them. You should be the one to say that, listen, I will do coffee for you. Are you take a break, let me do that. You're sitting there, you're waiting for tea and coffee. You're waiting for chicken. You're waiting for pepper. You're waiting for everything. Okay, no marital matters, this one, please, please. I want us not to be ignorant of the devices of the devil so that we'll be alert, we'll be watchful. When there's a certain kind of demon coming into your house, you should identify it. When there's a certain kind of spirit coming into your marriage, into your home, you should identify it. Don't neglect it. Don't. And you see, it's not everything that you can bind and lose. Sometimes you need just wisdom. Because if it's a behavior you have to change, stop binding and losing. And get your act together. I don't know why, you know, when we were on, on Saturday, one of the things I realized is that we have a lot of, especially between the ages of 16 to about 25, young people that the enemy has captured. And it's not because they don't have they don't even know about God. They know God. Some of them have served God diligently before. But they've been captured. It's because they didn't appreciate the safety net they're in. When you're a Christian, you have a certain safety net that you don't know. till so the devil comes and tells, it makes you realize that there's a hedge that has been built around you. And when that hedge is broken, all kinds of crawling, creeping and crawling things come into your May you not be led astray. May you not be led astray. Because that road will eventually corrupt your imagination. It will corrupt your mind. Let's read our last scripture and then we'll go. Romans chapter 1. The Bible says in verse 21. Because that when they knew God. The King James. They glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. This scripture is so scary because it's not talking about unbelievers. It says that when they knew God, they knew God, they did not glorify him. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Which means that If you are not thankful, with time your imaginations become vain and your heart is darkened. Because when you are not thankful, your imagination is like, look at this small house we live in, look at this small car we drive, look at this one, and then you are imagining vain things. If I had married a certain kind of man, I would only wear designer clothes. If I had married a certain kind of woman, I would have a certain kind of sex life. If I had married a certain kind of, you know, because they're thinking about their ex-girlfriend or their ex-something. It's vain imagination. You think that everybody in the big house is happy. You think everybody in designer clothes is happy. No. And he says that then your hearts become darkened. When you have a dark heart, you are not a nice person. When you have a dark heart, you repel anything good from you. Yeah, when your heart is dark, it's like everything that you imagine, everything that you plan, every time you are putting something together, there's always an evil component in it. And we are not talking about non Christians. It says that they knew God. They knew God. So you can even find pastors who are hoping that another pastor will die. Or another pastor's ministry will not work. Or another... You see, that is an evil imagination. That is an evil imagination. When you're in the house of God and you're doing something in the house of God and you're hoping that yours will be better and bigger and nicer than uh, this choir director, if I become choir director, they'll see proper, proper leading of choir. They'll see great manifestation. It is a bad spirit to have. It is a bad spirit to have. Somebody's leading prayer. Oh, his prayer... No... No, no, no. The verses is, you see don't even match the topic he's praying on. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, but how do they let this low level... This, like, that is somebody with a dark heart. And you see sometimes, and that's why you have to learn it from an early age and you have to, from today, you have to begin to realize that when you're about to make a comment and you see that this is a dark comment. Yeah. You know, Shama is passing on like, ah, Shama, you're looking beautiful today. Wow. You're yeah, like... Is that it? I mean, why are they being so excited about what they did? You know, how many of you heard the whole family singing on Wednesday? Oh, man. I mean, I mean, and, and so if you said that they didn't sing, I mean, it was not exceptional at all. There's something wrong with you. Something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah, why is Reverend God making such a fuss about this singing? Amazing Grace. We all know it. We have sung it in different forms. We have heard it in Latin, in French, in Spanish. Something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. May your heart not be darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Sometimes it's good to just read the Bible because it will just say it as it is. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Remember that when you don't develop a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving, when you are giving up, you are giving up to uncleanness through the lust of your heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever for this cause god gave them up into vile affections for even their women did change their natural use into what into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burn in their lust one towards another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was met. And even as they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up over to reprobate mind to do these things. You see, so it means that thanksgiving brings you to a certain level. Then the the lack of retaining of knowledge takes you even to a higher level. So it means that when there is no thanksgiving, you may still have a certain level of knowledge, but you begin to do foolish things, foolish things, foolish things, foolish things, foolish things, foolish things. You understand? And that's why a child who doesn't appreciate their parents, they'll start to do foolish things, foolish things, foolish things. I'm leaving the house. I'm moving out. I'm going to the, I'm 16 now. I'm 18 now. I can be on my own. 20 years or so ago, there used to be a craze in, especially in London, where every child, when they turned 16, got pregnant. Because when they got pregnant, the council gave them a house, furnished the house, got them a push chair. It's only after three months of looking after a baby that they realize that anybody want a baby? (laughs) Anybody need a baby? Yeah. 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 And so they'll carry the baby up and down the, uh, what's that street called? Camberwood Road. But when you go and meet their parents or whatever, you see that the parents will say, oh, they left home. They didn't like the correction. They didn't like discipline. They didn't like that. They didn't like that and that is what will end you up in the enemy's camp. That will end you up in that place where you exchange wisdom for foolishness. Rise up onto your feet.